Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Riot Podcast. This is going to be our 4th of July special because we're, it's not 4th of July yet, but we'll probably post it on 4th of July. Yeah. So, honestly, I kind of, we, we had a plan for this, but real quick, I just realized that it's not going to be our 4th of July episode. So, let's go ahead and want to throw this out there. If you're around the TV while you're grilling burgers, you got to watch out for Joey Chestnut on 4th of July. Yes, you got to watch out for your old Joey Chestnut. He's going to be that's an, a damn American hero. <laughs> I was right? about to say it. American hero. Every 4th of July, it. he gets out there and eats damn near 70 hot dogs, bro. Dude's insane. He does eat 70 hot dogs. What you mean? He's the, if, he's, if he drops 80, he's the Kobe of the sport. Bro. <laughs> What about, about Will, dude? What about Will Chamberlain? If he, what if he drops 100? Ain't nobody <laughs> eating 100 hot dogs, dude. You don't even got to worry about it. Are you doubting Joey Chestnut? No, I'm just saying. Ain't nobody. Don't nobody needs to eat 100. That, he, he'll be fine with it. Ah, I see. For health reasons. Yeah, but let's get into some football. Yeah. So, um, what are you, you, I'll let you start off for the NFL. Okay. So, we're going to talk about some NFL real quick. And we're going to talk about some overvalued players. And some undervalued players. Just talking a little bit of fantasy football before we get into, you know, actual football, talking about predictions, NFC West stuff. But right here, let's go let's go ahead and get with our overvalued players right here. My first one is Jonathan Taylor. Now, if you look at that backfield, they have they have everybody back. I, I've been saying this the I said this the last podcast. I said this the podcast before that. They have Naheem Hines back. They got Marlon Mack back. And they got Jonathan Taylor back. That's going to be a split backfield no matter how you look at it and no matter if they run the ball a lot. Yes, Jonathan Taylor is going to be probably the workhorse back for the rushing yards and maybe even for a little bit of the passing work. But most of the passing work is actually going to probably go to Naheem Hines and a little bit to Marlon Mack as well. I I just don't think he – for fantasy needs to be drafted in the top 10 or maybe even in the top 20. I really think he's probably a running back too. Yeah, but I, you like the way you feel about Indianapolis, I also feel about the Browns. I just feel like the Browns have that backfield too. But I like Marlon Mack and I like uh, Jonathan Taylor. No, it's Dude, I, I really like Carson Wentz for them because I really think that he's been hated on this mostly because of last year. But Carson Wentz is going to be good. He's got some weapons. He's got a run game. And that's all he really needs. It's all a quarterback. And the, Blake Bortles went to the AFC Championship with a run game. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's got people that he can rely on. He doesn't have to throw the ball as much. He's got a guy that he's comfortable with running the offense. I think they're going to be good. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I'm glad that you said Cleveland Browns because that's actually a segue to my second player. Yeah, we can just keep it in the NFC to start it. Yeah, and this could, you can probably talk about him more, and this could probably be your pick. But, you know, Kareem Hunt is my player uh, that's overvalued. He's being drafted right now in the middle of the second round all the way to the third round, you know, somewhere in that area. Uh for a running back three, honestly, who probably needs to be drafted somewhere around eight, nine, you know, eighth or ninth round, maybe even tenth round. You know, he does he doesn't need to be valued as much as he's being valued right now. So what what do you have to say? I mean, yeah, Nick Chubb's obviously that one guy, but if we're talking about fantasy, I still like Kareem Hunt though, man. Like Kareem Hunt 
has earned his touches. Like he's he's a veteran in the league now, and he played very good football, especially in the playoffs. So I don't think he's going anywhere. But um, if we're keeping in the AFC, last episode I drafted in my in our mock draft, I drafted Travis Etienne and James Robinson, and this is a that's that was more of an example thing. If you're drafting, you need to get a good running back and then a handcuff to go with him. I'm not saying draft Etienne and Robinson, but I, f- I want to see how that the the Jags do with their new coach, and I want to see how the Bengals do in the second year with Joe Burrow. So, are you saying that are you saying that uh, Travis Etienne and James Robinson are overvalued right now, or they're undervalued? Uh, overvalued. They're way overvalued yeah. right now. Like the, I'm saying, that draft pick and that mock was not something that I would really do. That was more of an example, like. Dude, uh, they're Travis Etienne and James Robinson. Not early in the season, I don't think, but they're nowhere. Either way, they're nowhere near where Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb are. That's a tag team duo in the backfield, uh-huh. a lot like Rojo and Leonard Fournette were last year for the Bucks. I just like I like that duo. I feel like that's a championship offense in the AFC. All right, so tell me this then. So we are, we you talked about the Browns. You talked about talked about Indianapolis who would you rather have would you rather have Jonathan Taylor would you rather have Nick Chubb considering that both backfields are split and they all have star running backs in there I like Nick Chubb's what Nick Chubb brings to the table more and I like what Kareem Hunt brings to the table more I like that duo more but however I I don't I don't know what we're going to see with this Colts team. This Colts team is scary. I'm not going to lie. They play in a dome, too. So, I mean, it's a new it's a new system, too, I think. But it's the same defense and the same offensive line core and running back core, you know what I mean? So, a yeah. little bit of a new wide receiver core, too. But I, I just don't know what we're going to see from that team. But I will say that team is made to take down Kansas City. The, I agree. Honestly, yeah. both of them, the Colts and the Bengals, or the Colts and the Browns, and I think those are going to be the two dark horse teams to watch mm-hmm. in the AFC. Yeah. So, uh, I, I like that a lot. Uh, honestly, I I couldn't tell you the difference. Uh, they're both on. They're both drafted around the same for me. I'd take Zeke over both of them if I could, and he's going later. Yeah, I do see a bounce back here from Zeke. Um, I like Zeke a lot. And I like yeah. everybody on that Dallas Cowboys team a lot. I think Dak is a good quarterback also. Like, dude was about to set ridiculous records last year before he got hurt. Dak mm-hmm. is going nowhere. I mean, Dak's not going anywhere. Yeah. Dak's going to come back and fill the shoes. A lot like I feel like Joe Burrow is. Yeah, I feel I like, like a lot of the Bengals players will be a lot of sleeper fantasy guys. Yeah. And we'll go We'll go talk about them later because I do have them undervalued players but let's go go along with another overvalued player right here i'm actually going to kind of double up a little bit uh i got aaron jones and Devonte adams now seeing as we don't know where aaron Rodgers is at at this moment in time in drafts everywhere including dynasty and even redrafts that are some some of them might be going on right now uh Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams are being drafted in the top 20 players, both of them. I mean, granted, if Aaron Rodgers is there, yes, they will both 
probably be worth that. But honestly, we don't know where Aaron Rodgers is at, and it's looking like he's not going to go back to the Packers. Yeah. So I don't think they need to be drafted where they're being drafted at this point. From a fantasy perspective, I think people need to realize that that backfield is going to be a lot more A.J. Dillon this year. I think that Aaron Jones is still going to be good, but A.J. Dillon is going to be a big part of that offense now. They like him a lot, Mm -hmm. and they're going to start pulling him out a lot like the Patriots did with Damian Harris last year. Mm -hmm. But – I don't think Devontae Adams is going anywhere this year unless Aaron Rodgers goes somewhere, which no. I don't see them going to the same place. Or I either see them staying together or, like, both going somewhere else. Yeah, I'm not saying Devontae Adams is not a ba- is a bad wide receiver no, and that he's not going to put up fantasy production. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is he's being drafted as the number one or even the number two wide receiver overall right now and we don't even know where Aaron Rodgers is yeah. at. Like he doesn't need to be drafted right there. Honestly he needs to be drafted as maybe like the number eight, number nine, or number ten wide receiver overall, just until we know where Aaron Rodgers is. Because Aaron Rodgers is not gonna sign that contract probably till preseason starts. Honestly if, I still like not. Julio. I like Julio a little bit more than Devontae Adams because I think that's gonna be a good offense and mm-hmm. Julio's gonna have a lot of open targets. And AJ is going to – both of them are going to be very good this year in fantasy. Yeah. So, uh, moving on, let's look at David Johnson real quick of the Texans. I believe he's a little bit overvalued, uh, sitting kind of in the fifth round-ish if you're you're in a – overvalued. But that's another thing. I I don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson, like, because Deshaun Watson and they have so many running backs in their backfield right now. They got Philip Lindsay. They got three other star running backs that actually started in uh, other teams last year. Yeah, I usually avoid the Texans. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to avoid the Texans too. But I mean, still for David, Deshaun, David Johnson being drafted where he's at. Like guys, let's. Take a reality check real quick. You need to be avoiding everybody from the Texans like everybody avoided everybody from the Jets last year. Like, that has to be a thing. Le'Veon Bell couldn't even put up work on on the Jets last year, you know? So let's not expect on that on a worse Texans Texans team that David Johnson is going to do any better, you know, especially on the last leg of his career. Let's move on to another team. Yeah. What do you think about the Patriots backfield? Patriots backfield, I actually like that, and it's actually a good segue for our undervalued players. So let's actually go ahead and get into the undervalued players because Damian Harris yeah. I have as one of the most undervalued running backs in fantasy this year. This dude will be minimum a running back two, a middling running back two, if he does not get the touchdown work that we're expecting. And that's just with Cam. That's just with Cam Newton playing like half the season, and then Mac Jones coming in. You know, that's what I believe. I believe this guy will reach running back two numbers, maybe even low end running back one numbers if they give him he if they give him the work. He he's been destroying in mini camps lately. You know. Yeah, Damian Harris. They just brought him out last year. He didn't play his rookie year, but he didn't play much his rookie year, but. Damian Harris is a good Alabama back, and he's 
they're going to start using him more, and he's going to start learning how to be a real back in this league. So I like Damian Harris a lot. I think he's undervalued by a lot of people. I think he's going to end up being a running back one by the end of the year. But mm-hmm. um, keep it in the AFC. What is that, East? Yeah, AFC East. So I like the Bills, everything about them, except for maybe the run game. But I think the run game will be all right with Josh Allen because he has legs and – I still think he's a top five quarterback this year. So and I think you, Stephon Diggs is still a top five wide receiver. I still think I still think he's a top five wide receiver too. I have him as my under as one of my undervalued players. Uh, Diggs right now is going as the running back uh, five or six right now, which is honestly insane considering how much wide work receiver. that he got last year, and the fact that John Brown is no longer on the team. And the fact that Cole Beasley might actually no longer be on the team. So, Stephon Diggs is about to get a load of work. Yeah. He's about to become basically new Hopkins, but smaller, like 2.0 type. Getting so many receptions and touchdowns this year. I honestly have Stephon Diggs as my running back or wide receiver two behind Tyreek Hill. I would honestly take him before Devontae Adams or even Nuke. That's how I have Stephon Diggs. Stephon yeah. Diggs is my wide receiver, too, this year. And honestly, that's the two teams I have in the race to win that division is the the Patriots and the Bills. I feel like that's the Patriots are the only team who can really compete with the Bills unless the Dolphins really pull something out. I feel like the Jets are still a year away from being a year away from winning the AFC East. But mm-hmm. I like what are some of the Dolphins players that you like a lot? Some of the Dolphins players, I mean, I don't really like a lot of the Dolphins players. Maybe Will Fuller when he gets back after his, four, uh, I believe, four-game suspension. Or I, wouldn't, but I wouldn't buy too hard on I think Waddle's overvalued in fantasy that, yes. this year. I think he's going to be a lot like Ruggs, but he could end up being – they could end up using him differently. Yeah, know. they could. I mean, they should. They honestly need to use him like a Tyreek Hill. Yeah. That's what they need to use him like. But they already have Jakeem Grant. Jakeem Grant's been doing that. Yeah. But <clears throat> if they use Waddle like they use Tyreek Hill, Waddle will have major fantasy value. It's, but that just depends on a two as well in the throw downfield. Otherwise, it's going to be the Will Fuller show getting, you know, slam receptions no more than five yards beyond the line of scrimmage. Yeah. So – that's why I, that's why I say Will Fuller and maybe even Miles Gaskin because the gas man just had work last year. He was one of the players I was trying to target for a trade last year. So I, I I'd see I'd I'd see both of those two players, but otherwise don't really touch the Dolphins. That's quick, what that's how I see it. Quick question: Who do you think is going to win the AFC North? AFC North. So that's the Bengals, Browns. Yep. Yes. Uh, I root. I really think it's the Browns' division this year, though it's going to be close with Baltimore. It's going to be very close. Baltimore, I think, is finally going to finally getting their stuff together. I, as you you know, as you watched on the on the draft, they picked up Bateman, the big body wide receiver that they need. I like Bateman in fantasy, honestly. Yeah, they got the big body wide receiver that they needed to go up and make contested catches for for Lamar to help out Mark Andrews. You know, not become yeah. triple teamed. 
and, you know, also open it up for Marquise Brown a little bit. And the running attack is still going to be there. They're probably going to run the ball probably 70, 65, 70% of the time. Yeah. So I I like Baltimore. Honestly, I, like you said, I like Bateman as a value this year. He could be a good flex option. I like J.K. Dobbins as a running back all around. I just think that – I don't think Gus Edwards is going to be – eat as much as people think. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to start unleashing Dobbins more. I got I, Yeah, I got Dobbins as an undervalued player this year. I mean, as you said, I mean, yeah, they just paid Gus. Yeah, they just paid the Gus bus. But he's, he's but their third they down did, yeah, they guy didn't who comes pay, in and give him a breather. Yeah, they didn't pay him starting money. They didn't pay him that money. They paid they, – they're going to pay Dobbins later yeah. on and later on after his rookie contract's over. They're going to pay Dobbins. Gus Bus, he's just there to fill in, you know, when Dobbins is probably going to be, you know, tired and stuff. But otherwise, it's going to be the J.K. Dobbins show. I agree with you on that. It's the Lamar Jackson yeah. show. He's I, still a top five quarterback, too, I think. I wouldn't be scared to drive <sighs> Lamar at all. He's a beast. Let's stick in the north real quick, though. I want to talk about the Bengals. In specific, I want to talk about Joe Mixon. Yeah, you like Joe Mixon a lot. I like Joe Mixon a lot this year. Honestly, I'm targeting him in the draft. If I, I want to see if I can get him this year, uh, I mean he's he's probably a my he's probably a my guy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's he's a my guy. Like I I gotta take him. Uh, Joe Mixon last year when he was healthy was putting up 15 points a game. And that's with a terrible offensive line who just got Joe Burrow hurt, you know? Mm-hmm. So what do you think they're going to do? What do you think he's going to do this year with a better O-line he's gonna being be- schemed actually into the pass game this time with Joe Burrow? I think that they need to give him the rock more, like hand it off, but they're he's going to be good for PPR because they throw it a lot. They're still going to throw the ball a lot because that's Zach Taylor's offense. Yeah, Gio, so, Bernard, Gio Bernard's gone now. That's also very good for Jamar Chase and T. Higgins because I think them two are going to be the big ones. And then Tyler Boyd's not going anywhere. Like He's going to hawk touchdowns. He's going to be a solid wide receiver if you need a wide receiver. But I think he's just going to be the veteran who's just going to – he's going to be his Terrace Marshall. You know what I mean? Joe mm-hmm. Burrow knows how to distribute a football. And if they let Thad Moss actually get some starting reps and be their real tight end, that's going to be a scary offense. Right. And the last two guys I want to talk about, one a big name and one the other. And we're going to run through those kind of quick. First one, the big name, Zeke, this year, uh, majorly undervalued for me. Uh, I mean, the offensive line is better. They got all their starters back. Dak is back. Zeke's going to play. And also, me and you saw that video on Twitter. I mean, Zeke just looks shiftier than ever than he's ever looked. Yeah, and I, I still like CeeDee Lamb a lot. I think CeeDee Lamb's going to end up being their number one wide receiver, which uh, Amari Cooper's a beast. Don't get me wrong, but, like, I don't know if Amari Cooper's going to be there forever, but CeeDee Lamb's that dude, bro. And mm. the fact that they're both still there, the Cowboys are going to be nasty. Yeah. But – I feel like that is that is it's fire and ice in that division. I feel like it's gonna be between them and Washington because Washington has that defense. Cowboys have that offense. 
Redskins might or not not the Redskins. The Washington football team may figure out that offense this year. They've been flirting with a few quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Riverboat Ron's going to get one figured out. He's always had a pretty good offense. I mean, even though he had Cam and uh, McCaffrey, like they've all, he's always had a good offense. He he's got a good running back too with Anton Gibson. Mm-hmm. That's another big time running back we need to talk about. Yeah, I mean. I like Antonio Gibson a lot, but I like the Giants too. I think they are—they've been rebuilding. They got a lot of good pieces, and I think they're going to be a lot better than they are last year. You know, and Saquon's still my number one running back. The you, first round, I got to, unless it's if I don't if I'm not number one pick and I don't have or number one through three, I feel like Saquon's three is Kamara, then McCaffrey, and then Saquon. Mm-hmm. I get. One guy that I want to talk about though, he's from your hometown, Atlanta. <laughs> or he, or he's playing. He's playing in your hometown, and uh, he's the starting running back. He will be the starting running back. There's no doubt about it. It's Mike Davis. Yeah, I like now, Mike Davis. Mike Davis will be getting all the load. Edo Smith's not going to play into this at all. Don't worry. Not Nobody good. ever worry about that. Now, here's my reasoning with Mike Davis. Mike Davis under Arthur Smith is probably the best option for a running back, too, that you could ever have. The guy's going to get rushing work because, you know, obviously Arthur Smith loves rushing. Matt Ryan works better, obviously, when he uh, does play action. Every time Matt Ryan comes to play action, his QB rating has been higher the year that he went to the Super Bowl, most of the great passes that he had came from play action passing. With Mike Davis, this is going to work into Matt Ryan's favor. It's also going to work into Mike Davis's favor. We're are are we all forgetting that Mike Davis took over for Christian McCaffrey the whole entire year? Yeah, Mike Davis pretty much was Christian McCaffrey last year. Exactly. He was the starting running back, and he actually took somewhat of Christian McCaffrey's shoes. He was a low-end running back one last year. People are forgetting that. In a terrible, with a terrible uh, Carolina Panthers offensive line, that's probably one of the worst in the league, right behind the Bengals last year. You know, so what are we doing? Atlanta's offensive line is obviously better. He will get rushing touchdowns. He will get passing touchdowns this year, and he will get probably somewhere around 50 receptions considering how Atlanta's defense, no offense, sucks. Yeah, but they've been trying to face it for a while. They better because they're going to be in a division with Tom Brady, and Jameis Winston's probably going to throw him about four picks, but he's going to throw him like six touchdowns in a game. So. <laughs> I like Jameis Winston too, though, bro. Yeah. Like, for real. And don't sleep on Carolina either. Like, even though they're a new team, new squad, new quarterback, like, that's still a good roster. Mm -hmm. And they're young and they're hard to beat. Now, Carolina's always hard to beat. Now, what do you think about Clyde this year? Because I have him as an undervalued. I, I have him undervalued this year. I don't know because they always do some weird stuff with their running backs, and I like uh I like. So 
Is Damian Williams coming back? No, Damian's gone. Where's he at? Right now it's just Daryl and Clyde. Okay. Damian went to Las Vegas, if I'm correct. I like I like I like Clyde Edwards up there. He's a running back one. So Damian's gone. Now it's just Daryl and Clyde. Daryl is a good, you know, change of pace back. They're not going to use him that much, you know. Daryl, that that's just what he's for. Claude is going to be the back. He's going to be the Kansas City back, probably one, two, and three downs all game, you know, except for maybe five or six drives where Daryl comes in because Claude's tired. So I think this year Claude is very undervalued. He's being taken. Claude is being taken at the end of the second round, beginning of the third round in a 10-league draft, bro. That's insane. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is way better than that. Needs to be drafted probably beginning of the second round, end of the first round, in my opinion, in uh, uh, fantasy drafts. I like him. I like him a lot this year. I like Clyde, too. But we also got to keep in mind that Dude, Eckler is still pretty good. If they give the reins back to Eckler this year in L.A., I like, I like the Chargers offense a mm-hmm. lot. That's going to be a competitive division because um, is Melvin Gordon still with, with Denver, right? Because yeah. that's a nasty offense too. Melvin Gordon's not bad either. He he didn't play bad football last year. Like He was a good running back when he got on the field for him. And if that team stays healthy, Denver ain't gonna be bad. Yeah. Um. The really only question mark is Denver and Oakland, but like Oakland may not be bad either. I like what Derek Carr brings to the table, and if they have, they start winning some ball games, Derek Carr can feed off that and start yeah. playing better football than he has been. Yeah. All right, now guys, I want to get into this next segment. We're gonna talk about the NFC West. We're gonna probably make our predictions on who's gonna win. And then get into some of these odds because the bet the betting in here is is going to be going through the roof. Louisiana just got back or, or just got uh, sports betting legalized. It's going to be coming in the fall, and this is probably going to be a, in my opinion, a bet that you're going to want to make. So NFC West, let's go ahead and talk about the predictions first. Uh, who do you really have winning? Because I I really can't tell you know from all who's playing i i think honestly it might be the rams or the 49ers who do you have all right so dude i I like the rams to win it but i don't think the 49ers will i think that the seahawks have a closer shot and then i think the cardinals have a closer shot i don't think that the 49ers gonna finish last but they may like, that's a very tough division, and I didn't like what I saw from them last year because they've, they've, that team has been hurt before. I don't like I don't like how they played last year, and it just kind of seemed like they gave up. Yeah, I got you. So you think it will be the Rams this year? Yeah, I think that team's going to end up getting busted up. Yeah. I think the Rams are going to win. Yeah, Matthew Stafford, by the way, is very underrated. I think everybody's going to find that out this year with a better offense and a better team in general. Matthew Stafford might actually win him a Super Bowl this year. Who knows? They're they're that good this year. Uh, Cooper Cup, by the way, needs to be picked rostered up. Yeah, needs to be ra- needs needs to be rostered probably as a 
one of your first two wide receivers, like as fast as possible. I, I'm doing that in my leagues. But let's go ahead and get on with the last two minutes of uh, this segment of this half of the podcast. Let's talk about the odds right now of the NFC West because the betting or, or the odds to win right now, Carolina is plus 600 or not Carolina, uh, the Cardinals, Arizona, Arizona. Yeah. Arizona Cardinals are plus 600 to win. And San Francisco is favorited, but they're plus 185. So the division's up in the air, but when you got your money, where do you have your money placed? Because I think also LA, if I believe they're odd. I gotta throw it at LA, bro. I think they're either LA or Seattle. I think LA right now is four eighty well, plus four eighty. If we're talking about betting, honestly, Arizona because Arizona has a very ros- good roster and they're deep, but um, and that's where the most money is at. I feel like yeah. So where else would you place a bet this year? Do you think that you would place a bet? Um. Probably like a team that a team that people are doubting the Bengals, the Bengals. You place a bet on the yeah, Bengals this dude. year, just because that's another division that's up in the air. Like the Bengals could very well win that. Yeah, it's possible. Just because I feel like in that in that scenario, I feel like the Bengals would win that division just because they would beat the hell out of each other. A lot mm. like I feel like the NFC West is they're gonna beat the beat the hell out of each other. Mm. I agree. Well, anyway, guys, that's the first half of this podcast. We're going to take a little bit of a break, and then we'll meet you back on the other side. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. We'd like to bring you this message before we start off this second half. The NFL is not gay. If you know, you know. That's all we're going to talk about. All right, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Okay. okay, guys, as you know, what happened very recently, uh, a court ruling just came out about the NCAA saying that players can now get money and endorsements outside of the school to get revenue, to get money. Uh, basically, I just have this question here. Basically, it's like, what does it mean? What does it mean for the sport? What does it mean in college sports uh, in a – in particular, honestly, we're gonna see a lot looser rules, but I feel like we're gonna see a better quality of life for the college players. That's what we're moving towards. They, they deserve their rights. They deserve their pay, especially the money they're drawing in, the things they're doing. Um, a lot of people. It's a popular opinion that these athletes are getting overpaid in, in professional sports and. I don't think that's the case. Honestly, like they're putting in the work, putting in the hours. They put in the hard work to get there. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's not easy to. You don't just wake up one morning and say, "I'm hey, I'm gonna play for the for the Chargers. I'm gonna play for the Red Sox. I'm a pitch." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you have to actually put in that work since you were a kid. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you don't just come into that shit. I think this 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 means a lot. Uh, especially for, for athletes that are that are the stars of their college, like yeah, Vanderbilt baseball. Exactly. Some of their players, like that's, what I was that's all this about. college is good at is baseball. Like they're the stars of this university. They're the face. 
like let's let's i just want to bring this like closer to home like for us like one of our best friends right now is a college athlete joey kirkland plays for southern miss uh on the golf team dude was sponsored by nike he was he had clubs but he had to drop the sponsorship in order to get into college because you can't have you can't be sponsored you know outs you know by outside uh affiliations and get revenue from it and that's what they're fixing you can and now so, so basically joey joey now can get paid by nike if, if he plays good enough honestly if he wants to when he gets back Odell can walk up to a walk on the field to a, to a LSU game and slap a hundred in somebody's hands. Exactly. Maybe it. Maybe there's a, still a rule on that. It probably wouldn't make people happy, but he shouldn't do that. But I mean, he, he might. He might. I mean, it's not going to be talked about as much as it is. Like exactly. These guys. We're, these guys should get about, paid for their name. Odell, like not being able to go back because of. Some other stuff, but also that thing on the field. And then Reggie Bush. Like, dude should have his Heisman back. Dude should have his records back. Like, it's not like – like, dude, America – at me at five years old watched him run those yards. Don't freaking exactly. tell me he didn't. Exactly. Like, dude, because he got back. paid from somebody while back. he was running. You know what I'm saying? It's stupid. Just because he got paid while running doesn't mean he didn't run the damn yards. You know what I'm saying? He, that man was a freak of nature in college. You he's, have to give him his respect. I, I think arguably he's he the most. It. Arguably he's the most electrifying college uh, player ever. I don't the like most taking a Heisman from somebody. Honestly, that dude is like, the man, most electrifying college guy ever. I don't give a damn what he does. He earned it. Like on or off the field, like that's just how I feel. That dude, I think honestly, Reggie Bush invented like, basically was the prototype for this new running back, you know, that they have now, you yeah. know, the three down running back that can not just go between the tackles and absolutely destroy, but it's a pass catcher that's shifty and just get yards after catch, you know, just yeah. get that yak. Reggie Bush was like the prototype for that. Yeah. Then Pierre Thomas came in later on. They won the Super Bowl. With him, and now you have that running back. Yeah, we don't talk about off the field crap here, bro. We talk about on the field, yeah. what they doing on the field, what they did on the field, what they did on the field. Yes. Exactly. Like, give this man everything this guy deserves. Like, he deserves his Heisman back. I agree. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. Uh, also, what just happened recently? The College World Series. If you weren't paying attention. A team got in to the finals that should not really have gotten in had all of its opposing team's players in the semifinals had played. Yeah, Vandy was getting schwacked by NC State, and then NC State, like, what it was, was it, a, it 13 was a, people failed a COVID test? Yeah, it was, a, it was a bullshit thing because the guy who originally got the test was a Vanderbilt player. It was a Vanderbilt player that got – tested positive and i believe it was two of them but only two of them got uh pulled from the game whereas nc state they immediately you know contact traced and went to nc state and they said like 10 of their guys had covid so they had to pull all 10 of their guys so it, it was a bullshit thing it never should have happened 
and the college world immediately was like, I mean, we don't really like Mississippi State, but like this is bullshit. So kind of like let's just give the guy who deserves it their win. You know, that's who. That, that's basically how it was. It was, it was poetic justice. I you mean, know, because Mississippi, Mississippi State, State. I mean, Mississippi State beat them outright. I mean, that they was beat the World them Series. Vandy just Vandy could, Vandy wasn't Vandy this year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Vandy's usually a very good team. Yeah, I mean, they were still a very good team. They went, but they just weren't good enough to beat Mississippi State in the World Series. That's how it is, bro. I mean, shoot, we were – I felt that one year LSU was better than Florida. We just couldn't beat them when it mattered most. I just think when a team, especially in this, like, with the bullshit ruling that, that was – that they had, the team that should have gone, like – Cinderella was making it, dude. Team Cinderella that, was going to go to the finals. Exactly. They really was. The team that should have gone was Arkansas, but NC State beat Arkansas. Exactly. NC State should have been in that World Series. I mean, it's no debate, but, I mean, Mississippi State, I mean, found their way there, and they won. So, um, I mean, that's going to – I mean, also kind of tied into the, to the court ruling – I mean, that's going to be major also because now the College World Series is also now going to be bumped up, you know, yeah. uh, advertising way more. These these college baseball players are honestly going to make a lot a lot of money. Like, like honestly, our LSU players like Dylan Cruz, who was a freshman this year, this guy's going to make bank over the next Speaking few years. Speaking of former LSU people, Shakari Richards. Yes. That girl. That really fast track star. She a runner. She a track star from LSU. Dude, they Dude, did her wrong. She they did she her can't wrong. race in what the Olympics. She can't race. Yeah, she's not a part of the Olympic team. Yeah, she's because she cool. failed because she was there was out. She failed a drug test with marijuana in her system. And honestly, Jane. I think that's fucked up. Like that's so outdated. Like for real, that's sh- dude. It's twenty twenty one. Like it's pretty much le- dude. If I can walk in and smell bud and buy bud in Louisiana, <laughs> like That's, it's legal everywhere. Get the hell out of here! I mean, Dude, it's bullcrap. I mean, it is. It's a freaking crap. plant, and it's it grows. And honestly, I mean, it's, it's getting so it's getting legalized in the NFL as like an actual like treatment. It grows from the ground. It's one of God's creations. Get the hell off of it. It's fine. Dude, All right. for, for like, it's fine. I'm, I'm being for real right now. Like, like NFL is honestly NFL, you can smoke it in the NFL. Now. This this is it's a big it's honestly a bigger thing than what everybody's making things. it out to be. But the NFL is honestly taking away the opioids, the uh uh the shots that the, all these uh NFL players would take, you know, before games and NFL before practice. They don't want to pop perkies. They want to just smoke weed after the end of the game. Like it's no secret and it's honestly the smartest way to recover after a workout. Hey, like speaking, it's been proven. It's natural. You don't even have to smoke it. You can eat it. You can rub it wherever you're hurting. Like dude, it's medical at this point. Dude, like screw it. <laughs> like what I think if is the, the NFL, point? I think if the NFL is like making it legalized now, like to where you can actually do it, I think like the NFL is like the rep at this point is like the representation of the people of the country. Like like yo, like we don't care anymore. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, honestly, the NFL is 
like we watch the NFL because we like the NFL. We we watch it every day. We try to connect to their players with, by playing fantasy. NBA's you know? been cool with it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, NBA's been cool with it. So like, what's the deal with it now? The only problem the with NBA with is that their players just can't keep it the fuck off of planes. <laughs> that's that's not the NBA's problem. If we're, if, we're, <laughs> if we're going on players, if we're going on players that. You that's know. their own fault. If you can't remember to take weed out of your bag before you go on a plane, then that's your own stupid ass hey, fault. Like you should know TSA don't play. For real though, that for real though, bro. Like going on players or people like just getting pulled from teams because they have marijuana problems, dude. Josh Gordon, what like this dude's literally just probably sitting here. That's really probably just, like, why watching it's legal, watching the TV and going. He's a bit. He's probably a big reason for why, why it's it's legal in why? the NFL now. He's he's probably dude. Josh Gordon is literally probably sitting there like raising his hand. Like you can't see on the podcast right now, but I'm raising my hand. He's like sitting there going like, "Hey, uh, uh what? Nobody? Yeah, but let's. I've move been it on. I've been on this for like ten years. <laughs> let's move it on. Though. Let's talk. <laughs> what's going on with soccer, Kirby? So soccer. Uh, the yeah, the UEFA Euro final, dude. Italy's always good in this shit. Yeah, dude, that. Or the quarterfinals going on. Belgium's always good. I, I like Belgium a little bit as a dark horse, but I like Italy more because I have them as a. I'm, I play. I play as a manager for Italy on my FIFA game. So I got a roof for Italy. I'm glad they won that. Spain, I actually hope they lost. <laughs> They're pretty strong this year. 1-0, minute. Crossing the middle. Switzerland scores to tie it up. Goes to oh, I missed kicks. the PK, bro. Spain misses the PK. And he makes it. Oh no, Spain won. Oh, Spain dude. won. Oh. Yeah, dude. dude, I got their colors backwards. <laughs> I like Swiss. Yeah, the, I like dude, the Swiss. Yeah. I was confused as hell when I when I first watched it. Italy's uniforms were blue. I didn't know what the hell was going on. Oh yeah, they're blue. <laughs> they're blue and white. I don't understand why because they're green, white, and red yeah, as their national that's what, flag. That's why I was confused. I've always thought they would be like at least green, like yeah. be green at least, but you know. I like Portugal co- Portugal's colors, bro. Portugal. They're straight up red. There's, or is they're Cristiano red and green. playing for them? Yeah. They're in it right now? Uh, dude, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't even think Portugal's in uh, the Europe, European League, whatever it's called. Man, right as we speak right now. The Boston Red Sox have the best record in the American League. I mean, as How about them Reds? How about them socks, bro? Dude, I like the Braves socks? too, bro. The Braves gave Degrom his first loss the other day. They beat the Marlins one to zero today. They've been on a stretch, man. Yeah, and then the Sox beat the hell out of the Yankees, pretty good. Hey, um, right, hey, right before, right before the All Star game too. All Star game's coming up. Yeah, we had a close series against the Rays. Right now, it's the Rays and the Red Sox. They're really going at it in the American League. What would you call that? East. Yeah. But um, also, what's uh, Padres still smacking homers, bro? The beast. 
What's what? What's what? The Dodgers going to the White House? What about that? What's that? That bullshit going on? Yeah, they got somebody other than Trump, and now they want to go to the White House. I guess that's just how it is. Hmm. <laughs> they think they hot shit now. Right? The, with the last team that went to the White House was what Clemson, and there was a funk about them going. Yes. Yeah, so that like was that. the last team. Yeah. So that that was the last team to visit Trump. Which team before that was the Patriots. And then before that was the Cubs, and they visited Obama. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Dodgers are the first team since the 2017 National Championship. Dude, LSU LSU didn't go? No. I think. Oh, no, because it was at the start of the pandemic or whatever. I don't know. That was weird. They couldn't go. That sucked. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> that parade kinda, probably started. Yeah, that kind of sucked. But yeah. um, the Hawks right now are trying to get in the NBA playoff or in the NBA finals. Sun's already there. Chris Paul's a damn point god. Dude, did, Chris Paul, I, he might lead the Suns to a win here, dude. I don't honestly know who would win with Atlanta Hawks versus – Versus, you know, uh, the Suns. The Bucks be are up in the series, but they're going back to Atlanta. Man, them Hawks got to win, bro. And we need Trey, bro. Straight up. What's wrong with Trey? What's really his ankle? With? His ankle. But did he roll every, it? Yeah, we beat him without Trey once, then we lost in Milwaukee without Trey. But you're going back to Atlanta now. Hopefully with Trey. And I think Giannis is going to stay out, but I don't know. Mm, maybe. I think if Trey plays, Giannis plays. Yeah, but they're up in the series, so we need Trey to play either way. Yeah, but they got to – they can't – We need to – They need, can't go we, to a game seven. We Giannis need Trey to play or we seven. need our boy Skylar Mays to get in there and play some minutes, dog. Dude. Skylar Mays, if I don't know if y'all been watching the NBA Finals or the, the conference finals at least, but Skylar Mays, at least when he's gotten the minutes, dude almost never misses a shot. Almost never. And he's kind of a point guard out there, almost like Chris Paul. I mean, he takes his shots when he needs to take his shots, but otherwise he's dishing doms, man. Absolute doms. And it's just the teammates that he's playing with just suck. Dude, these Hawks have been so fun to watch, bro. Like, just Bogdan Bogdanovich hitting threes. I know, but you imagine – Red Velvet over there. Imagine bro. if Skylar Mays played with them, bro. Like, I just has like a fifth. They need to give Skylar Mays more minutes because right now – With the ones, though. I say with like the ones. Yeah, bro, because he's good. But Lou Williams has been holding it down, though, bro. I can't even lie. Or at least let him play with Cam Reddish, dude, because he plays good with Cam Reddish. Yeah, Cam Reddish has been fire. I like John Collins a lot, too. Scott Collins plays plays good with Cam Reddish. The one time that he did play, the few minutes that he did play with Cam Reddish, dude, Skyler was just dishing threes to him, dude. Yeah. Absolute just dimes. What do you think is going to happen to the Clippers, bro? You think they're dead? They are dead. I think, yeah. That was that was game four, bro. They I don't won. think they're gonna get further than that unless they keep Kawhi. But I don't no, think they lost. Keep Kawhi. Oh yeah, they lost. They're no. done. Yeah, they're done. But I mean, like in the future, do you think they're dead? That team's gonna be broken up. Uh, I mean, 
you can just watch like and just look at the team. There's something going on inside the team. I think PG I think PG thirteen leaves. I think Kawhi leaves. And Boogie's just an old guy, so he'll accept any contract, so he might stay. And Boogie played some good minutes though, I'm not gonna lie. Otherwise Patrick Beverly might stay too. Dude, I don't. I don't think anybody else wants to be both. <laughs> but other than that, dude, I can see Paul George. Paul George is a fifty, almost a fifty-fifty for me. I think he's sixty-forty leaving. In my opinion, sixty percent thinking that he's going to leave. But Kawhi's gone. Kawhi's yeah, Kawhi's out. He's <laughs> dude. You, the dude literally sat up there while he was hurt, just up with his family. Like, dude, you're not going to sit with your team? Like, for real? I understand you got your family there, man. I understand, but you can hang out with them after the game, you know? Yeah, that's a weird situation. But I'm just glad LeBron's not in it. I'm ready to see Steph back there next year. And I want Atlanta to go, but – yeah, I just not. don't think anybody's beating the Suns, bro. Even if the Bucks make it there, I don't think they can beat the Suns. I don't think the Bucks. I, th- I can just beat think the it's the Suns year, bro. Hey, and it's weird because the Suns used to be laughing stock, but dude, the Suns have just been building it up and building it up with D Book, and Devin Booker's just good, bro. DeAndre Ayton's good. I think Atlanta Bruce has a shooting good. power. If they get Trey Young back, they have the shooting power to absolutely. Yeah, do. if they're all healthy, bro, I think Atlanta can beat them, but with the three ball, but I just don't know, man. I mean, it's, let's just not let's, – let's not worry about that. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, let's talk about NHL real quick. We just saw it in NHL. Yeah, Tampa Bay is probably going to win again. Dude, that was – that was kind of hard to watch. Dude, Tampa Bay is just obviously the more aggressive team in the – in the – in the – in this – Serious. Hey yo, Canada. Hey yo, Canada. Are you going? Are you going to let some Florida? Are you going to let, gonna let Florida yeah, destroy rough. some Canadians? Hey. Eh? But Tampa Bay's starting a dynasty in hockey, bro. I mean, dude, they've I been had a they've been had a dynasty. I'm not gonna lie. I understand, but dude, that's still a spit on Canada, dude. You realize that? That's yeah. a spit on pretty much all dude, the northern states too. Like that team's Florida. been wanting to win a championship for so long, but that's just not the year it looks like. A Florida year, like a Florida team, bro. For real, like ice. They look like the Bills of hockey. No, ice. no offense to Bills Mafia. For real, ice. I mean, yeah, that's looking like the Bills. I mean, yeah, because the Bills play in Buffalo, and Buffalo is almost always snow. So, yeah, I, I agree. On, I agree with you on that. But still, dude, like if you if you we watched that game. What was it on the NHL Network? Yeah, because that's you know the only place that you can ever find it. No, it's they they're the games are on NBC. Oh. NBC, but I mean, when we were watching it, dog, they were just getting bodied. Yeah, all those Canadians just getting bodied. We just saw shoulder after shoulder straight into the wall. I mean, the Canadians would have a fast break and they would try to get it up, you know, up the court, try to get a pass, but 
they were going f- just straight for puck. They look like they shouldn't even. Be and the there. lightning, the lightning were just like, "I, right, you want to go for puck? Like, here, eat this shoulder real quick into That's the wall." That's so lopsided, bro. Like, it looks dude, like it's over with. It was so weird. Like, they weren't fighting back. The Canadians weren't fighting back, dude. Yeah, that's like, rough, bro. After, like, we what do we watch? We watched two goals in a row that really, like, almost shouldn't shouldn't really have happened. Yeah, that's a that was a rough hockey game. I mean, dude, I like watching NHL for the playoffs, but this year it just looks like Tampa Bay obviously has it. <laughs> I mean, I was kind of rooting for the Canadians just because just as an underdog, like, just to see him play, but dog. Like that was bad. Yeah. Goalie looked like he couldn't really go like goaltend at all. Their all their defensive players just look sluggish and just not there. Just eating shoulder after shoulder after shoulder and not let not doing anything about it. Like you would tell me honestly, like in football, if somebody just kept throwing shoulders at you, you know, even if you don't have the ball, just just kept absolutely destroying you, would you not eventually just kind of target them? Yeah. I mean, dude, <clears throat> you at least got to fight back. I didn't even see that, bro. Like, that that hockey game's over, bro. But who do you think's going to be good in college football this year? Though? In college football this year? <clears throat> uh, who can challenge Bama? <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's very true. Who can? LSU – could this year they have a promising quarterback and their wide receivers are pretty decent boot we got uh this guy named beauty or booty yeah Butte. yeah Butte. yeah and he's that's probably our best wide receiver and then our best running back is in my opinion ty davis price He's going to get some major major workload this year, dude. I like, even though know, I like, you know, uh, I'm an even LSU like fan, Curry. but like, Curry's gone. But um, uh, I like, I, I think Texas A and M is going to put it together this year for real and actually contend with Bama. I don't know if they're going to beat Bama, but I think it's going to be Bama one, and then A and M two, or like they're going to be one and two. I'm just trying to think. I'm just trying to think of all the teams because most, a lot of teams, lost their quarterbacks this year, <clears throat> and I don't really know any of their backups other than LSU and Bama. I mean, Clemson has a very good quarterback. I like they might win in the East. Clemson could. Clemson could definitely challenge Bama. I think it's going to be back to Georgia and Florida in the East. Georgia could, I don't think yeah. Tennessee's ready yet still, bro. I just no, know Tennessee's Tennessee trash. No, they're trash. Don't ever talk about Tennessee. No, bro. They're garbage. Um, Absolute garbage. Arkansas is garbage, too. South Carolina, I, dude, we just got to see them. You know what I mean? Every <laughs> year, let's see how they start off. Sometimes they got a good ball club, but they're just not. What do you think about they Penn been, State? Who? What do you think about Penn State? Penn State in the Big Ten? Yeah. Man, I like Penn State, but, I mean, you know how it is. Ohio State usually runs that shit. All right. What about Notre Dame this year? Yeah, I like Notre Dame. We're all in the ACC again? Yeah, we're in the ACC going against Clemson. Yeah. It's going to be tough. I don't but, know. Y'all got a new quarterback. I don't have Ian Book no more. I got to see it. 
And we got it's a change of the tide, bro. I think our sec I think our backup quarterback's honestly better than Ian Book, bro. I like really. Sam Howell, but I just when I pull for guys like that, like they usually end up disappointing me. <laughs> I like I'm, like, I like I'm being I'm being I like UNC. Like I'm being serious. Like I uh Ian Book when they played the first time against Clemson, the one that I went to when they played in Dallas in the Cotton Bowl, uh they had to pull Ian Book. And the second guy that they put in when me and my dad were watching it was honestly better. I can't remember his I can't remember his name, but he he was honestly putting it together way more than Ian Book was. It was actually he actually scored, I think, twice. Yeah. So like I think we're in good hands, at least uh QB wise. I want to know who our wide receivers are, and I want to know who our tight end is because we lost our tight end. Our star tight end, Cole Komet, is gone, yeah. and so is the other guy. We lost, a, we, and we lost a few O linemen and a good. I like two JT or three Daniels a lot, so, bro. I think JT Daniels is probably going to be the best quarterback in, the, in college football. TJ Finley, garbage, bro. I'm saying that as an LSU fan. Yeah, um, I like. I'm saying who's as the an lefty. Athlete. Who's the lefty doing That's again? That's TJ Fanley. No, the lefty. He's he's lefty. No, it's not. Yes, he's a right-hander. A... The left. TJ Fanley is the right-hander. Who's the left-hander? The big black guy. Max Wilson. Mm. It's Max Wilson, isn't it? Oh no. Yeah, it is. Trip. I think you got it backwards, dog. No. I remember specifically TJ Finley being a lefty. Well, Max thinking- Johnson and TJ Max- Finley. That's TJ Finley. Max Johnson is the left-hander right there. He's got mm-hmm. the ball in his left hand. Max Johnson. You think Max Johnson is going to be a better quarterback than TJ Finley? Yes, Max Johnson should be the LSU quarterback for this season. That's you think he's the new Matt Flynn? He's just the next best LSU quarterback. He's a <laughs> tall lefty. Um, <clears throat> honestly, can he run? Can he run? Yeah, he's got some nice wheels on him. He's got a long stride. He's not. He's got kind of like Blake Bortles, Blake Bortles to Danny Etling speed. But I mean, dude, he's. He's not bad. You know what I mean? I saw him last year. We moved the ball with him last year. When he came in, I didn't like what I saw with TJ Finley, bro. We weren't very efficient on offense. When T- when Max Johnson came in, he just – we moved the ball. He had more command over the offense, and he even got the starts later in the season. So, I mean, I like Max Johnson. See Max Johnson Unless – I mean, Miles Brennan's still there. Max – I mean, if Miles Brennan doesn't work out, though, it's Max Johnson, bro. I like Miles Brennan, though. Uh, he might gain more rapport with uh, Boutte and all the other uh, wide receivers. I think my math got drafted this year, undrafted free agent, so I think he's gone. As well as our tight end, dude, betrayed us. I think, I think went to Alabama. He went to Georgia, didn't he? Uh, yeah. One of the red teams. Yeah, but we're about to be done with it. We got like 20 seconds on this. Yeah. Thing, so we'll see y'all next time. Uh, hope y'all enjoy the podcast. And as always, follow us on Twitter. And uh, 
We'll see y'all later. See you.